0: Hey and welcome to the Resound Church podcast. Whether it's your first or your 40th time tuning in, we're so glad you're here and we pray you get something powerful from this sermon. Well good morning everyone. Um, I am excited. I, I do apologize if I'm a little like skittish this morning because it's like it's Mother's Day. It's Jemima, my two-year-old, today, her birthday is today, and we are getting on a flight at 2.20 today. So, I am going to speak, and then I'm going to literally run out the door. So, I do apologize. I'm not, like, being rude. I just have a flight to catch. Um, But I I feel honoured to be speaking on Mother's Day. You know, I think it's such a blessing and it's an honour to be even acknowledged um, as a mum. And I'm fairly new at being a mum. My oldest, Alex, is three and a half, and then Jemima's two today, and yes, little Talia is seven weeks tomorrow. So it's a bit of a crazy household, and um, I'm almost guaranteed that Josh will accept your prayers from now until they are out of our house, because with three plus me, um, women, he's got a future ahead of him that looks very colourful and bright. So, lucky you, Josh. I'm sure my dad will give you some tips on how to handle, well, I don't know, he, he just sort of left the house whenever there was something going on, so maybe don't ask him for advice. I also want to say, like Sarah said, happy Mother's Day to all our our beautiful mums. You know, there are spiritual mums here, adoptive mums, foster mums, um, biological mums. There are so many types and forms of mums. And so we want to honour you and celebrate you. And we do want to acknowledge too today that if today is a tough day, please don't do it alone. You know, community, getting people around you, it doesn't necessarily make a situation easier but you have people that you can go to and um, and they can support you and surround you. So I encourage you to do that as well. Get your community. Awesome. Well, uh, we are currently in the process of renovating our house. And so last weekend, um, Emily, my sister, and her kids came over and they helped me rip up some carpet and flooring and stuff. And at the beginning of the day, I told all of the kids... Um, if you work for me today, I'm going to pay you. And so I I really wanted them to do some work. And who knows, money is a good motivator. And so I said to them, I'll pay you as long as you do some work. We're all going to Queensland at some point. So, you know, you've got some money to take with you. And Javi's nearly six. And the moment that he heard the word money, he was ready to go. (laughs) Okay. Like no jokes. He was like, right, tell me, what am I doing? What am I doing? Layla was sitting on the couch holding Talia and she was like, I'll get there, like I'm pretty content right now, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll come to you a bit later and I'll do some work then. So no jokes, I reckon it was a good six hours and Jarvi did not stop and he was genuinely helpful He moved toys, he moved furniture, he got the vacuum out and he was vacuuming the house. He had the dustpan and brush and he was picking everything up, getting staples from the carpet out of the floor. He was incredible. We had a lunch break and we had hot dogs. He quickly finished his hot dogs and he's back to getting all the crumbs of the bread off the floor. Like This kid's amazing. And Layla was, you know, she was just still happy just doing what she's doing. And then it got to the point where Josh grabbed some hammers and said, right, you guys can smash our plaster. So, Layla was like, I'm there. Give me the hammer. And she started to work. At the end of the day, I got some money together and I sat them down and I just said, hey, just a heads up, don't get upset when you don't get the same amount. And um, Layla immediately was like, well, that's not fair that's not fair. Why don't we get the same amount? I said, well, no, it it actually is fair because Jarvie worked his butt off all day. And like you worked hard too, but you just did a little bit less. So you won't get quite the same amount today. And she was a little bit perplexed by that. This morning, I want to talk about comparison. And you know, in motherhood, comparison is rife. And motherhood's hard enough, parenthood's hard enough, but throw in comparison and it makes it a whole lot harder. You know, you find out you're pregnant and you decide to announce your pregnancy. So you go on Pinterest and you begin to scroll through and you find the perfect way to announce your baby. So then you get on Instagram, you post the photo and you're all excited because you've announced that you're having a baby and then you keep scrolling and someone else has announced their baby and you realize yours isn't as good as theirs. And then all of a sudden you go, oh, I could have been more creative. I could have thought of something better. And that joy that you had at the beginning when you first posted that photo, you no longer have because you think you didn't do a good enough job. And then you keep going and you begin to buy your furniture and you begin to buy your clothing for your baby and there's all these options and you buy something and then you see what someone else has bought and you're disappointed because you should have bought that or you should have bought that. Or perhaps it's the opposite. Oh, is that what they bought? Oh, that's a bit dodgy. Oh, mine's way better than that. And either side of that comparison trap is not good, right? You know, I love the Bible because the Bible we get to learn from, and there are so many stories of comparison in the Bible. And I want to cover a few of those today. Just really briefly... But before I do that, there was a quote I saw, and the quote says, Comparison hangs blinds over the windows of our blessings and tells us we are in the dark. Yeah. Hangs blinds over the windows of our blessings and tells us we are in the dark. You know, Cain and Abel, they are brothers, Adam and Eve's boys. And, you know, Cain ends up killing Abel, Because he compared the fact that God actually blessed Abel's gift that he gave to him and not Cain's. And so Cain gets jealous and he compares himself to his brother. And instead of working through those emotions, he just kills him. Right? Genesis 4 verse 3 to 5 says, When it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. Abel also brought a gift, the best portions of the firstborn lambs from his flock. The Lord accepted Abel and his gift, but did not accept Cain and his gift, and this made Cain very angry and he looked dejected. The meaning of dejected is sad and depressed or dispirited. How often have you compared yourself to someone else and you've walked away feeling dejected? What about Jacob and Esau, also brothers in the Bible? In Genesis 25, verse 27 to 28, it says, As the boys grew up, Esau became a skillful hunter. He was an outdoorsman, but Jacob had a quiet temperament, preferring to stay at home. Isaac loved Esau because he enjoyed eating wild game Esau brought home. But Rebekah loved Jacob. Those two verses actually tell us from the get-go that these brothers are very, very different. In fact, they're not comparable. They're opposites. One loves the outdoors, one loves the indoors. But what do we do immediately? We compare ourselves to one another. Why? They weren't meant to be the same person. They weren't meant to have the same giftings. They weren't meant to have the same personalities because God created them to be individuals. But what does Jacob do? He compares himself to his brother sees that his brother is going to receive a blessing that he wants and so he actually mimics he becomes someone he is not in order to receive the blessing he puts fur on his arms so that when his father would touch him he would believe that he was his brother he became someone he was never meant to be in order to receive a blessing from God and where did that leave him running away far, far away from his brother because he'd broken the relationship. You know, a silly example of that, and I'm saying all this because I compare daily. We all probably compare daily. One thing that I quite often do is I'll see people wearing a particular outfit and I'll go, Oh, I like that. I really like that. I'm going to do that. So I go to the shops, get to the change room, I mimic the outfit, I look in the mirror and I feel dejected because it doesn't look good on me. Why? Because I'm not that person that was wearing that outfit. We have different body types. We have different styles. But I tried to mimic what they were wearing because I liked what it looked on them, looked great on them. I put it on myself and it looked terrible and I felt dejected. How often do we do that with the blessing of God? How often do we do that with the gifts from God? Right? You look at someone who's doing something for the kingdom of God and you're like, I like that. I want to do that. So you begin trying to act in the way that they're acting. You begin to use the gifting of them, their gifting, and you try and do it. But you know what? It doesn't quite work the same way because it was never what God intended for you in the first place. And that's not harsh. It's just the reality. God has this perfect, unique plan for you and you alone. But when you're busy looking to either side of you, you miss what's right in front of you, what's in your lane. God's got this perfect plan. And even though it's not perfect in our eyes, it was never meant to be perfect in our eyes because it's God's plan for you. And sometimes that plan comes with speed humps. Sometimes that plan doesn't look exactly how we want it to be. But there's a purpose. God has a purpose for you. And it's not my purpose. And it's not Katie's purpose. You know, I looked at her this morning and the way that she worshipped, And it's so easy for me to sort of go, oh, why can't I do that? It's not my purpose. It's God's purpose for her, and He's using her incredibly in that gifting, just like He's using you incredibly in your gifting. James 3, verse 16 says, "For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind." E, that's a tough message. It's a tough scripture. But when we compare ourselves to other people and we fall trap to that jealous and that selfish ambition, we're actually allowing the enemy to come in and and hurt us and and give us pain when God never intended for us to have that. Comparison will never, never leave you to a place of peace or content. I said earlier, there are two sides to comparison. You're either the person comparing yourself or you're the person being compared to. And neither of those leave you feeling peaceful. You, you either feel disappointed that you don't have what they have or you feel guilty that you have what they want. And neither of those things are what God intended for us to feel. In Romans 12, verse 4 to 8, it says, Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you, If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. One body, many parts. I know we've heard that scripture probably many, many, many times. But it's true. God has a purpose for our lives. And he has this unique purpose for you to do. And when you try to play someone else's part, it actually caused disruption. And it's not what God intended. You know, when you look at Leah and Rachel, they were sisters, both married to Jacob. And both sisters wanted what the other had. Leah was given to Jacob when Jacob really wanted Rachel. And so Jacob loved Rachel deeply. That was the woman that he wanted. And so he gave her that love and attention that she wanted and that she needed. But Leah looked at her sister and she craved for that same attention. But Leah was able to conceive children and Rachel was not able to. So Rachel looked at Leah and she cried out for that ability to be able to conceive. She wanted what Rachel had, uh, what Leah had and Leah wanted what Rachel had. We are all called to a unique purpose. And the comparison trap, it actually tricks us into believing that God's blessings are limited. It's like, well, her blessing is that she can sing well, so I can't do that. No. God doesn't ordain one person to be a singer and that's it. Many people can be singers. Many people can be worship leaders. But the part and the journey of how you get there is uniquely yours. And so when you go, why aren't I where that person is? It's because it's not your time yet. Or perhaps the journey you're going on is slightly different. But when we compare, it leaves us feeling dejected it leaves us feeling not good enough it leaves us feeling that perhaps god doesn't want to bless us and that's just the lies of the enemy the enemy wants you to think that you are not special but someone else is you're not worthy but someone else is you're not beautiful but someone else is He wants you to compare because then that's how he can get in. It's how he breaks relationships. It's how he he breaks you down and he leaves you feeling these things that you are not meant to feel. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9 says, That is what the scripture means when they say, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. God has that plan. And I know I probably sound like a broken record today. But the truth is you will face comparisons probably hundreds of times a day. And I pray and I hope that each time you face that comparison, even if it's just for a second, that that word uniquely yours... Or that journey that is yours would pop back into your head and you'd go, no, I'm not to compare. I am not actually comparable. You know, in the New Testament, we've got the parable of the prodigal son. And and if you're not aware of that story, it's basically where a father, he has two sons. And one of the sons decides to uh, take his inheritance and get up and go. And so, essentially, what that son has said to the father is that you're dead to me, because you receive your inheritance when your parents die. And so he said, "Dad, give me my inheritance. I'm out. I'm going. I'm going to go explore." So he's, he's broken relationships. Right? He goes out. He has a bit too much fun. Wastes all his money. He realizes that he's in this deep, dark place that he should never have been. And he goes, I need to go back to my father. And so he does. He comes back to his dad. But I want to talk about the brother today. In Luke 15, verse 25 to 32, it says, Now the older son was out working in the field when his brother returned. And as he approached the house, he heard the music of celebration and dancing. He called over one of the servants and asked, what's going on? The servant replied, It's your younger brother. He's returned home and your father is throwing a party to celebrate his homecoming. The older son became angry and refused to go in and celebrate. So his father came out and pleaded with him, Come and enjoy the feast with us. The son said, Father, listen, how many years have I worked like a slave for you, performing every duty you've asked as a faithful son, and I've never once disobeyed you. "'But you've never thrown a party for me "'because of my faithfulness. "'Never once have you even given me a goat "'that I could feast on and celebrate with my friends "'as this son of yours is doing now. "'Look at him. "'He comes back after wasting your wealth "'on prostitutes and reckless living, "'and here you are throwing a great celebration for him. "'The father said, "'My son, you are always with me by my side. "'Everything I have is yours.' To enjoy. It's only right to rejoice and celebrate like this because your brother was once dead and gone, but now he is alive and back with us again. He was lost, but now he is found. You see, the brother, he allowed comparison to come into his story. He fell victim to this comparison trap, and I noticed five things that happened to him. One, he became angry and dejected. Two, he questioned all that he had done. Three, he became jealous. Four, he became bitter and nasty. And five, he attacked his father and his brother. Comparison leads us to a place of bitterness and sadness and depression. All because you're seeing something That you want to be, or that you crave to be, or that you know you feel as though God has called you to do, but in fact, God has a perfect, unique plan for you. And instead of looking to the sides, we need to look straight ahead at the path that God has planned for us and focus on the steps that He's taking us because they are for a purpose. And it's not easy, I said that, there'll be speed humps and there'll be pain. But you know what? The person next to you has also gone through speed humps and pain. It's just that unfortunately, most of the time, we just see the highlights. We just see the, the fruit of their hard work. We don't actually see all of the things it took for them to get there. Again, comparison hangs blinds over the windows of our blessings. And it tells us we are in the dark. You know, the brother, his life was full of blessing. He didn't have anything to worry about. His dad even said, you have everything I have and you can use it. You can enjoy it. But because he was too busy comparing himself to his brother... He caught himself in this place of bitterness and frustration and anger that he missed all the good things sitting right in front of him, all the good things that he's always had access to. Immediately, he pushes aside and says, I'm not good enough. Why didn't you do that for me? Sometimes we allow ourselves to see things in other people's lives that we actually miss the most beautiful things that are right in front of us. You know, when I gave Layla and Javi the money, Layla was so busy comparing how much money they got that she actually missed that blessing of even receiving the money at all. How often does that happen to us? God blesses us, but because we're too busy comparing that blessing to someone else's, we actually lose the joy of that blessing. Matthew 6, verse 33 says, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. How do we overcome comparison? How do we push past comparison? we be grateful. And I know that sounds a little bit too easy, and it probably is but I guarantee you today you'll get in your car, you'll begin driving and possibly within the first five to 10 minutes you would have made a comparison without even realizing. Can I encourage you this week when you find yourself comparing yourself to someone else or your giftings to someone else's giftings, that you would stop yourself and you'd go, what am I grateful for? What do I already have? What are my giftings? What are my blessings that God has given to me? And see if your perspective changes. Psalm 138 verse 8 says, You keep every promise you've ever made to me. Since your love for me is constant and endless, I ask you, Lord, to finish every good thing that you've begun in me every single person in this room and on live stream today. You have good within you that God has already begun. And this scripture tells me right here that you keep every promise you've ever made to me. God keeps his promises. And so if you're sitting in this place or at home today and you're saying, God, you promised me this thing. You promised me. You told me I'd have that gifting. You told me I'd have that blessing. Keep going. Keep pushing through. Because I know that our God, He finishes everything He's started. And your time will come. Just continue to seek your Father. And remember that the perfect and unique plan for you is not your perfect and unique plan. It's God's perfect and unique plan for you. And so sometimes we have to ask ourselves if that is actually what God has planned for us. I'm going to pray, but I want to encourage you this morning that if comparison is something that you know you face daily and that comparison actually becomes so overwhelming that you feel yourself becoming bitter and angry and dejected, can I ask you this morning, pray alongside me and ask God to help you overcome that because you can but only with his help. And you know what? Today you might pray that prayer, but just remember you're going to have to keep praying that prayer because you will face it day in and day out, and you have to re-pray that prayer. God, we live in a world where comparison is just the way to do things. We compare everything that we do, everything that we see, Lord, And that comparison trap that we may fall victim to can take our eyes off the perfect and unique plan that you have pathed out for us. And this morning, Lord, I pray that if there are people in this place that that just feel so weighed down by that, that they've lost the joy of their life, they've lost the joy of their blessings, that God, I pray in this moment, you would come and you would touch them afresh. Lord, that you would release that feeling of comparing God that leaves them dejected every single time. And Lord, may you remind us that in those moments, we are to find gratefulness in all that you have given us. Jesus, I pray right now. God, right now, there are people in this room That feel so deep down in this comparison trap that everything they look at, they compare and God, they feel like there's no way out, but there is God and you are that way out, Father. And so I pray right now that they would feel this sense of peace just wash over their body. And that need to compare would be gone in your name, God. Thank you for every person here this morning. And I pray that as people go about their week, they would be reminded of your goodness and your gratefulness, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening through this message recorded live at Resound Church in Melbourne. You can find out more about who we are online, including service times and our live streams. Have a great week and we'll catch you next time.